Hey, David. Yo. So guess what? Chicken butt. It was chicken butt. <laughs> chicken who? Um, so uh, as as our listeners wouldn't know, but you and I know, we barely got to hang out and chat last week because we, we had such off schedules. I was away for a work thing. and We recorded super early. Valentine's Day, all that jazz. <clears throat> what if I told you, but not once, but twice, snow from above almost took me out? I would say, welcome to Northern Ontario. So, <laughs> Wait, so, hold on, hold on. Is there snow from anywhere else but above? Because well, that's where fair, snow comes from. Fair. So in the last like week and a half, we've had legitimately like the weirdest up and down weather to the point where like it'll be freezing cold one day and then five degrees the next day. Last yeah. night, as an example, we had a massive snowstorm. Today, it's five degrees or it was like yeah, four or five degrees when I was uh, out and about today. And last week, we had a similar situation. Last week, I pulled up into a gas station, fill my car up, and, you know, minding my own business, not looking at the front of the car at all. And all of a sudden, I hear, boom. I was like, what the fuck? Turn around. It's just sheets of ice coming off the top of the gas station. And like it's like in your car? Yeah, like right on the hood and the the windshield. I was like, shit. So I like I literally get in the car and back it up so it's into a little bit of safety. While I'm still hung to the gas like hooked to the gas tank because I'm not thinking properly. I'm just like, oh my god, I don't want the car to be ruined. <laughs> the number one thing you don't do while filling up your gas tank is turn your car on, but okay. Yeah, right? Man, <laughs> that, that leads me to another story, but whatever. Um Today, we were getting some food on the way home because we were running late. And all of a sudden, you just hear this big thump. And it's literally all the snow off this restaurant's like drive through, just smoking the top of the car at the same time. I was like, my God. I don't think, like, in the last vehicle I had, it never had a sunroof. <laughs> and that window is getting the shit kicked out of it every yeah. single day. Crazy. Crazy. You know what? It's not going to come from above. And try and knock you out. What's that? This episode of the Seat on the Screen podcast. Hey, whether it's your favorite tabletop adventure, movie, or video game, we've got you covered. Welcome to the Seat on Screen podcast with your hosts, Sean and David. No heavy snow flying and dropping from above on this episode of the Scene on Screen podcast. That's for sure. David, how are you? <laughs> I am. I don't know. It, it, it's been such a long winter and I am. I'm starting to get sick of it. While you've had snow bombarding your car individually, I am almost locked inside my house. Because our doors freeze shut. But we're one step past the frozen door that you can't pull open. Because the other week, the handle of our door broke right off as (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to open the door. This uh, This was last Friday. And we just had another deep freeze. So this was like the, the Friday leading into the long weekend. And uh, going to work, pull on the handle, like open, try and open the door, yank on the door a few times because it's frozen solid again. And then the handle just pops right off. And it's like in the movie, 
movies, right? Like pop off and then you just stare at it in your hand. I'm like, oh shit. So in order to get out of my house, oh, I was like, okay, well, we'll just go out the side door, whatever. So we go out the side door, but the key hole there is frozen solid. Oh, I you're just having a time. Eh? In there. And I was just like, oh my God, like what the hell? So I'm like, okay, I have locked the icer in my bag. So I sprayed that in the, the keyhole and tried to get the key in there and work it around. But it only got about halfway in there. I'm like, how am I going to lock my house? <laughs> so what I had to do is I had to unlock the front door, then exit through the side door, and then go to the front door again, push the door open, go to the side door, lock the side door and then exit through the front door and lock that door. So now in order to get out of my house from my front door, I actually have a ratchet strap, like the strap part looped around the handle outside on the outside of the door. And it's comes through like the side of the door and I have to pull onto this actual strap while I hold because the handle is like I can attach it still. Right. Yeah. So I can still use that to open or like re- like pulling the the latch or whatever it is so i have to pull down on the handle and then pull on this ratchet strap just to open the door that is so funny i'm so sorry for you but that is so funny (laughs) it's so stupid it's just like one thing after the other so we ended up uh it's like a brand new handle so i've done a warranty claim on it hopefully they'll send me a new one but i have decided that this spring i'm installing a storm door Hopefully, like that air barrier will help with some of the, the freezing and condensation. It probably but, uh, would. I'm, Storm I'm doors hoping. are very important. Keep yeah, your, keep your door nice and protected. It just bangs around in the wind if it ever gets unlatched. Well, that's the thing. That's that's all it really does. It's a, a door that notifies you if there's a storm because <laughs> it gets unlatched and then just smacks on everything. It's like I the, mean, you uh, put a barrel bolt in it and just like so it holds in the winter. I just hope it doesn't freeze over. Well, that's the thing. It's like something's going to freeze. Yeah. So uh, before we get into everything, shout out to uh, Trauma Bonded. (laughs) Again, second second, uh, victory and back-to-back victory for uh, our scene on screen trivia at TWB. Winning the double down. So they, in fact, did double down and won back-to-back trivias. Congratulations. It was fun. Nice. Good time. Did they get uh, a special prize for winning back to back? They did. They won a hundred dollars. Hundred so bucks. Hundred bucks. Yeah. And like the the crazy part about it is last night, like the odds could have never been higher because there was a snowstorm. So it w- it was nice to see people came out and braved the snow. And congratulations. Nice. You know what's funny is that uh, southwestern Ontario and like those like northern parts of the United States right now are getting these like huge snowstorms. Meanwhile, all we're getting is deep freezes. Yeah, well, you know what? It's kind of funny. So we we made this uh this observation yesterday. 3 out of the last 5 trivia nights there have been snowstorms, like legitimate city crippling snowstorms. Yeah. Every other Wednesday, baby. Let's go. Next one's in Smarch. That lousy Smarch weather. So. Yeah, yeah, well, we had like, uh, we had winter and then we had false spring one. And now we're in second winter. Yeah. And then there'll be false spring two. 
then third winter, and then smarch. And then lousy, <laughs> lousy smarch yeah. weather. Yeah. Um. Hey, can I can I tell you about a list I found? Uh, like posted by Bodog today. Sure. What's Bodog? Bodog is a gambling website, which is what makes oh, this yeah. list even funnier. So these are okay. the top uh, ten film franchises of all time, according to Bodog. Your number one gambling source. Sponsor us. We'll do it. Well, we'll read an ad for you. That's cool. Anyways, so in number ten, they have scream have you seen let, let's play let's play a sean and david game have you seen the entire franchise starting with scream no i have i have actually <laughs> only seen parts of scream when i was very young it gave me nightmares i've never seen it since uh do parodies count like scary no. movie okay well then no because that scary movie isn't even in a top 10 franchise no number nine the Hangover. So three films. Yes, I've seen those. I have seen those as well. Number eight, Lord of the Rings. Three films. Uh, yeah. You know what? I actually haven't seen them in so long. I can't even think. Remember the last time I watched them? I remember the last time. I think the last time I ever watched Return of the King. I watched that in School of Rock back to back. Weird, right? Yeah. No. Number seven, Jurassic Park. Now, I would assume. That's the first three movies because aren't the Chris Pratt ones Jurassic World? Yeah, but I still think they're part of the Jurassic Park franchise, though. So then I've only seen five of six, so I haven't seen the final one. I haven't seen Dominion or whatever it's called. Yeah, you know what? I saw it. Um, (laughs) And you know what? I can honestly not think of anything. I do not remember that movie. What were what were the first two Chris uh, Pratt ones called? They were called Jurassic World. Jurassic World and then Jurassic and the, World Domination or No, Dominion's the third one. Yeah, no, there's Jurassic World <laughs> Revenge of the Fallen. Abomination. I don't know. Um, Jurassic something or other. Anyways. Oh, I remember. This is the one where Chris Pratt makes a, a promise to a raptor that he's gonna save the raptor's baby. Yeah, the raptor's named Blue. Was it the second one? Was the one on the island with the auction, right? Correct. No, it's not on. Well, the island blows up, and then it goes to like mainland with the auction, and then the dinosaurs. Oh, escape. second one is called Fallen Kingdom. I knew it was kind of a Transformers. Movie. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> all right, so I haven't seen all six. You have seen all six. So that's uh, that's one point, David. One point, Sean. Um, number six, Fast and the Furious. Um, the last one I saw was seven. The one where Paul Walker dies. Maybe well, he the drives one off after, into the sunset. Maybe the one after that. What was There's the one been after that? Furious eight or fast nine. There's been so many of them. Uh, which one Have did you they see the one where they go to space? No, that was nine, right? Yeah. And then number eight was the one where they get attacked by a submarine. Yes, I've seen that one. Okay. Yeah. Did you see Hobbs? No, you've already said you haven't seen Hobbs and Shaw. So that, that is enough. An- I mean, it's a it's an adjacent it's a spinoff. So that is two one, Sean. Halloween. Uh, no, I, I can't. I, I can't say I've seen, seen all of them. Yeah. Um, number four is the Avengers franchise. So I've seen every single MCU movie there is. 
but if we're but, talking Avengers, it's only Avengers one, Avengers two, Avengers three, and three point five. So yeah, four yeah. movies. Yeah, I've seen all of them. What about Batman? Uh, yes, I've seen them all. Okay, James Bond. Ye- yes, I've seen them all. I've seen all what twenty seven of them. Something like so that. Yeah. Many movies. And last but not least, Star Wars. Uh, can't say I've ever seen that. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's funny because there's a movie called Solo that David refuses to like acknowledge exists, so he loses the point. Sean wins three one. I've, <laughs> I've seen Solo. I just thought hated it, was it. Stupid. Well, that was a fun little game to start our 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 show. I just wanted to see how far you had gotten. Um, I actually appeared on Pucks Off the Dasher the other day. Um, they were doing a, a little bit of a fantasy hockey podcast, and I, I joined in because one of my leagues was involved. And we played a game that I can't quite play until you have seen Ant-Man, which I believe you're seeing this weekend. That's no uh, spoilers. That's, that's true. I am seeing it this weekend. No spoilers. But for me, it's one of the strongest movies that has come out since Spider-Man. Um, but I also have like a really soft spot in my heart for Paul Rudd. He's one of my favorite actors. So it's really hard for me to dislike. That's fair. Um, yeah, there's a lot of hate for that movie right now. Yeah. So what are you playing? What have you played in the last little bit? What have I played in the last little bit? Well, um, a little game called Atomic Heart released. Oh, on, how are you uh, liking it? I haven't 20- downloaded it yet. Um, well, I, I played a little bit on Monday this past week, even though it came out officially on Tuesday. Um, our friends down in New Zealand um, <laughs> had access to it before because of, you know, date time changes and stuff like that. So I just changed my Xbox time, like location to New Zealand so I could play that on uh, the holiday. You know what? It is a very, very good looking game. Like it looks really good. Um, the intro the amount of time that it took from me to start the game to actually having a weapon where I could do stuff was intense. Way too long. Way too long. eh? Like it felt like, like I get what they're doing. It's a lot of world building and stuff like that. There's a lot of cool stuff, but it just felt like, I I guess if you, if you just rush through it, um, it, it doesn't take too long, but I, I pretty sure it took me almost an hour because there's a lot of stuff going on with like dialogue and things that you're watching and whatnot. And some like the movements are pretty slow, but um, it's, it's actually a pretty interesting game. I, I probably won't beat it. <laughs> surprise, surprise. I think you could. Um, why why won't it, you beat it? Because I don't know. It just is kind of repetitive. Like most um. of these games, like there's not, um, it, it's i don't know it has like an upgrade system to it and and all of that that you would expect from literally any other game that comes out but i feel like it's just already it's just like okay go from point a to point b and kill these robots or these things and then defend this beat this boss oh you got to find a key for stuff like and uh some of the video games now i know right and that's the thing is like it's it's nothing that is really super engaging like again like it looks great 
and I'll probably play it again from time to time. Um, but I, it just didn't like really draw me in. That's fair. Yeah. I, uh, I can say I've, I've completed my one of eight by the end of February. I have beaten breath of the wild. Now, this isn't a spoiler. Well, you know what pisses me off about breath of the wild? And I think this is games in general. Now, when you beat a game or in most cases in open world games, when you beat the main story, you have the ability to go back to the world, right? Mm-hmm. And you almost get that like little gratification slash attaboy from the NPCs when you walk up to them and they're like, oh, you did so good. Thank you for killing this or that or whatever. Mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild abruptly ends. You can't go back. It sucks. Well, that's also kind of good, though, right? Because if you think it, about it, it is, but I didn't finish everything. Well, I, I could go back and like I watched a video after I finished it. And I, I guess I kind of like I I also got to the point where I was like a little impatient because I wanted to beat the boss. Mm-hmm. And once you've like you've you've learned all the, the skills necessary to to kind of win and you get all the powers yeah. from the divine beasts, it's so easy to get into the castle. But if you like take your time and go through the castle to get all the way up to Ganon, you could like pick up all these like crazy ass weapons and stuff. Right. I was like, nah, I- I'm getting up to there because I want to beat him. And then I want to go back and get all these towers and I want to go find all these shrines. But no, it just kind of ends. I kind of felt like, did you? Oh, this is going to be such a hard question for you to answer. You played Fallout 3, right? Yes. Did you beat Fallout 3? Yes. Sure. No. So at the, <laughs> at the end of Fallout 3, you have to make a, a decision to try and help purify the water. And like, you've gone right. through like all this stuff, but then the game just stops and you're like, Oh man, there was still so many side quests. I never finished this, that, and the other thing. You can go back to your save previous mm-hmm. to beating the boss, but there's nothing else. And like, that's the only option you really have for breath of the wild, but breath of the wild takes you back to like the doorstep. And you're like, Oh, so I guess I could just go explore the world for another four hours, but there's no purpose anymore. You know, other what I mean? than like collecting <laughs> things, right? Like, and but it's and Nintendo. So what trophy system are you playing by? Well, and that's no. the thing is it's just the satisfaction of unlocking everything and have it. Nothing else to do in the game. If I were like my brother-in-law who is a trophy hunter, that would mean everything to me if I was playing on PlayStation or Xbox, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. Did I want to see what else I could accomplish? Because like I found some cool weapons like once or twice. Like I didn't really find a lot of what I was looking for. I got the master sword when I could. I did this, that, and the other thing, and then I was done. So cool. What happens when the master sword like because you know how weapons break and stuff like that, and you were master sword just that. has a cooldown. So it like oh, okay. harnesses dark evil, but like it's like a one-shot kill to pretty much anything. Like right. when a guardian attacks you, you can cut off its legs with one leg swing. Well, it is the Master Sword after all. It is. It is the Master Sword. But I've also learned that if I buy the DLC for a game I'm borrowing off somebody, I can continue the game. What game is that? uh, Breath of the Wild. Oh, I thought you meant like you were saying like you were borrowing a game from someone. No, but if I buy the DLC, like I'm not going to spend fucking $30 to buy the DLC for a game I don't own. 
Exactly. That would be like, I don't know, buying Miles Morales before having a PlayStation and then beating it on your friend's account. Yeah, so now I can't even get the achievements for it. Like, Yeah, but like your PlayStation finally has one game complete, so it's fine. <laughs> I've beaten some games on my PlayStation. I just can't think of them. <laughs> Either way, it's oh, so I beat, funny. I beat Yakuza 0. <laughs> that's, the, that's like the first one. Or is that it took Yakuza? Me f- it took me like four years to beat it. Hey, winning is winning. Either way, I'm just, I'm kind of disappointed with how that kind of ended because you get like this this crazy bow and arrow at the end of the game and like i was holding on to some weapons because like oh i might need these in the future because there's some weapons that can get rebuilt once you've got them Mm -hmm. nothing very lackluster finish for a game that had always been perceived to me as like one of the greatest games of all time well i think your expectations were skewed based off of other games, right? Like other games that allow you to beat the boss and then go back and explore the world. You're right. And I think a lot of that is because tempered expectations from when I beat like Fallout 3 and then waited. I mean, I didn't really wait because I bought Fallout 3 so late. Like I was able to buy a DLC right away to continue the game. And Mm -hmm. I have that same situation here. The only thing for me is it's 2023. This game came out in 2017. And I wanted the Attaboy from the Goron village. I wanted to go there and they're like, yeah, you beat Ganon. This is so cool. None of that shit. And I, I get it. Games are meant to end. I've played games that have a definitive end. We just beat Turtles. Um, what was that? Not Turtles in Time. Turtles in uh, Shredder's Revenge. Shredder's Revenge. That had a definitive ending. And then we have to start again. We beat a way. It was a way out, right? Yeah, way out definitive ending and we've yeah. we got both of those endings i'm okay with linear games ending that way god of war linear game ending that way fine open world games that you have the ability to go look and search for things i left some of that game on the floor and i i'm not going back i mean like i understand your your problem with like with that because it's not a linear game it's it is an open world game, but it it has a definitive ending. Like the goal is to to defeat Ganon, right? Yeah. So when you do that, you've completed the goal. You've completed the game, and the story at that point ends. Right. You're right. But I, I, what you kind of want is a new game plus. Yeah, but they don't give or, you that either. Where, yeah, I know where, where games have an option to start over from the beginning, but you have all the stuff that you've already unlocked. So it allows like, you to kind of explore more and unlock more stuff. But again, like that usually happens from games that have a definitive ending. Now, like uh, we'll bring up the I'll bring up Yakuza, for example, you those games are like pseudo open world, like you can explore the city of Kumarocho. Uh, it's like a fictional city in Japan, right? But all of the games take place in this town or this city and, and other small areas. But there's a definite storyline. So once the story's over, the game is over. Credits roll and that's done. But there's a new game plus where you can load up that save file and then explore the, the world some more. But it's not there to... Like people aren't going to 
I don't know. I, I guess because that one, it's slightly different. Like the story, like it, you, you are interacting with like the general public. So obviously no, people don't know what you're doing as the character, but there's a lot of mini games and sub stories that you can explore. And there's a lot of stuff that you can do outside of the main storyline. But again, the story itself is, is done and you could take your time and do all that stuff before you finish the game. Like before you do that final boss battle or you can do it afterwards. But I'm the kind of person that I will do that stuff in the game. I'll explore as much as I can. But then once I get to that final boss, that final mission and beat it, credits roll, I'm like, okay, I, I don't really feel the need to go back and do other things in this game because I've already spent like, you know, 40, 50 hours playing it, right? Yeah. So I don't know. There were, there's two games that I've ever experienced where New Game Plus has been effective. Um, the Last of Us Part One, because I never finished Part Two, and that do- oh, actually three games: The Last of Us Part One, and uh, oh, did Arkham Knight have a New Game Plus, or do you just start with you start with pretty much everything, and then it's the final one that you like go back to not having any gear, something like that. Yeah, Arkham City is the one I'm thinking of, right? And then the other one is the game that I'll never play again for reasons close to me. Um, but you're like, you were the last person I ever played that game with was dead rising three dead rising three had one of the best new game pluses ever. And the reason was every single ridiculous blueprint you ever found. Oh yeah. Dead rising three. I was like, what game is this? And then, yeah, I remember that that was like the last time we played it. Yeah. Every single, um, blueprint you ever found in new game plus you got to keep. Every piece of gear that you like unlocked, you got to keep. And it made the game experience so different because you had all these like cracked out weapons at the beginning of the game. Mm. It's just a zombie swarm game. I don't even think I ever played for. Did I? I think we got it for like super, super cheap. Way back, like in the OG Xbox one days. I think we might have had it as a review copy. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I wonder, I'm going to fire up my Xbox, so you're going to hear the little bleep, but I'm going to see if it's in my library, because I don't recall actually owning it. But yeah, so like, New Game Plus, cool concept, cool idea, is what it is. But So are you going to play, are you going to play the Tears of the Kingdom? I don't know. I lost about six weeks into this game, and a lot of it had to do, like I wasn't, like I was playing only like an hour or two a night, but the problem was I got distract it i was like oh let's go find another shrine because like in order to get the master sword at any point in time you need 13 hearts so that's what i'm fixated mm-hmm. on while i'm playing the game right mm-hmm. it's See, very that's, different that's my problem with these open world games is that they have these things like in breath of the wild is a prime example that they have these shrines that you can explore and unlock stuff but they are always positions close enough to the path that you're on to your next goal that it's so easy to be like, Oh, I'm just going to go and, and diverge a little bit and check out that shrine or unlock that thing. And, and granted this is so that people keep playing the games. Like they put all this stuff in here so that people keep playing their games, but it's after a while, it's like, okay, I'm just, there's so many things to distract me from the main story that, it just becomes kind of overwhelming almost that 
you just get bored. Well, at least maybe for myself, I just get bored of the same things over and over and over again. Right? Yeah, like, that's I'm why a- I like those more linear storyline games. Like Plague Tale is a, a prime example. It has these larger maps that you can explore, but it's all very like you're trying to get from point A to point B and, you know, fight off rats or puzzle. Like it's kind of like a puzzle in how you get through to places and stuff like that and very story driven. And those are engrossing games like those really get my attention because if the story's good, then you're going to be more involved with it. But once you get these big open world games where it's like, okay, the story's not going to continue on until I get to this point across the map. But in order to get there, I have to, you know, do all this extra stuff to unlock this stuff and get some sort of mode of transportation. It just Ubisoft is notorious for this, right? Where they have like these far cry. Oh my God. Right? Like, and Assassin's Creed, right? Where it's just, you should be able to get through the story with like the bare minimum without having to go and un- unlock all of this extra stuff just to be able to, you know, travel to another part of the map. And when games do that, it just ends up being too much. And I think that's partially why I stopped playing games. I mean, like, whatever. I'm just doing the same thing over and over and over again. Spider-Man was like that, but Spider-Man also like you followed either the story or you just did like a lot of fetch quests mm-hmm. and Fetch quests aren't bad, especially when you're playing a linear game. Like if you're playing God of War, right? Mm-hmm. You know that you're on a linear path to either like you you're you're moving to your destination. You're not really going backwards. You're not seeing the same environment very often. If ever. Like there are yeah, some areas yeah. where you have to like traverse through, but like that's that's okay. When you're playing a game like Breath of the Wild, all the environments looked kind of the same. When I see that I'm playing a game that was rated a 10, I expect the the entire experience to be a 10. From start to finish, I want to love the story. I want to love this, that, and the other thing. The story was kind of meh. And what made it meh is your ability to choose. No, you know, hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> Sean doesn't like choice. He likes to be told what to do. Kind of in like... You you remember how when you played Arcane of Time as an example, mm-hmm. one of the like I don't beat a lot of Zelda games. I'll put it to you that way. You have to kind of go through the temples in order, right? You get mm-hmm. sent to the Fire Temple, then you get sent to the Water Temple. You get sent here, mm-hmm. there, and everywhere. For this game, it didn't matter what order you chose to take out the divine beasts. I did appreciate that the dialogue would switch based on which divine beast you had completed already. But like everybody I talked to was like, yeah, you got to go for Rivali first. You got to get the flying makes getting across the map so much easier. Cause you get to just launch yourself up in the air and then glide. I was like, Oh, okay, cool. That's great. I didn't realize that at the beginning of the game, I played the hardest boss. Like he was the like that boss oh, was really? harder than Ganon. Yeah. So like the rest of the game was fairly easy. The puzzles were interesting and intricate, but also once you beat one of the divine beasts, it was very easy to figure out how the other puzzles worked Hmm. because you're like, Oh, the divine beast can be controlled by you to move into a direction. This, that, and the other thing. I'm talking a lot about a five-year-old game too much. Really? Let's talk about another five. No, actually we'll do that (laughs) after. Um, Microsoft versus Sony. You have an update. Yeah well uh recent 
updates, uh, the video game union, CWA, calls for regulators to approve Microsoft's Activision buyout. So uh, this was an article posted by uh, GameSpot um, earlier this week stating the major video game labor union communication workers of America urged the European commission to approve the pending Microsoft Activision merger representatives of the union sent a letter to the executive vice president of the European commission ahead of the commission's closed door meeting in Brussels. Uh, the letter argues that the media merger will have positive effects on labor organization within the industry. Accusations of sexist and racist culture at Activision Blizzard emerged after the company was sued by the state of California. As the lawsuits continued, unionization efforts began across many of the massive publishers, various studios, um, and workers at Blizzard's Albany and Raven Software successfully formed unions. Uh, so it kind of goes on about some of that stuff, but um, what was it? Uh, after deal, we raised our done. concerns, we were able to enter dialogue with Microsoft that resulted in an agreement to ensure the workers of Activision Blizzard have a clear path to collective bargaining if the merger is completed. Uh, Microsoft binding commitments will give employees a seat at the table and ensure that the acquisition of Activision Blizzard's benefits the company's workers and the broader video game labor market. Um, so this is kind of like like yes like the this union is looking out for themselves right but at the same time they're doing what the union is supposed to do and look out for the workers and so um you know we know that microsoft has been very vocal about games for everyone right so having uh having a big union like this encourage like and and support the purchase of this um is actually a, a pretty big step in this whole whole process um, yeah uh, to, to me this article just solidifies what our thoughts were earlier in the week when it was confirmed that nintendo and microsoft had agreed on a 10-year deal bringing some xbox titles to nintendo and part of me hopes it goes the other way as well like Nintendo games to Xbox? Yeah, why not? Or one very particular Nintendo game starring a monkey. Why? Why do because you want to have Xbox? Could you not imagine just having this insanely awesome 3D Donkey Kong on your Xbox? Mm, it would look like a Nintendo game. Um <laughs> the the agreement though between Microsoft and Nintendo wasn't for Xbox games on Nintendo. It was for Call of Duty on Nintendo platforms and not just Call of Duty. Uh, like, you know how they had uh, Call of Duty on the Wii and Wii U where they were like dumbed down different versions. Like They said at par versions. So obviously we know that the Xbox Series X and S is substantially more powerful than the Nintendo Switch. So obviously the, the the games would be dumbed down a little bit graphically, but we do know that the Switch is capable of some pretty uh pretty hefty games like Doom, for example, right? Um but this shows that Microsoft is serious about having uh Activision Blizzard games on other platforms. 
and really when you think about it microsoft loses money on hardware sales right yeah software so them having like the games that they not that they they publish but games that they own or ips that they own on more platforms than just xbox is just going to get them more money so it makes more sense for them to have these agreements and have their games out on other systems so all this does is make sony look stupid big dumb dumb it does (laughs) and i just i pulled an article while you were talking because you sparked my my memory my 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 rememberer kicked on a lot of the speculation that was happening months ago with this whole merger right and that the activision merger with xbox and then nintendo and um, Xbox making this handshake deal, which was just a handshake at the time and now on signature later. <laughs> a lot of industry insi- insiders believe that this is a move to get Xbox Game Pass to more subscribers. Uh, yeah, possibly. Like, we know that Microsoft has wanted Game Pass on Nintendo Switch. Like, on Nintendo and, like, Switch for a while right obviously you're not going to be able to get every game on there it's not it's not going to work it'll be potato quality but well it would be cloud like they're cloud gaming or why not just make it all xbox id games xbox indie games and like low resource intensive games it's just like pc game pass it doesn't have everything available to it pc game pass is the only one you can play command and conquer on well because command and conquer is a pc only game that and you need an origin account to also use it because fuck me, right? I guess this is this is good for the industry. I know you so you Sony fanboys are yelling at me right now. Tough shit. Microsoft is not stupid. I need to repeat this to you guys one more time. Why would Microsoft take a billion dollar game in Call of Duty and go? We're going to cut our player base by 50%. Yeah, 50. Because my like PC and Xbox only have about 50% of the market share. The rest is on PlayStation, and they know it. Mm-hmm. Don't think for a second Microsoft is that stupid. They want to have their cake and eat it too. Just like you guys with all your precious little games that you go, ha ha, Microsoft fans, you don't get Spider-Man, you don't get this, you don't get that. Soon we will. Do you know why? <laughs> We got we got MLB the show. Yeah, we'll we'll get anything. It'll well, happen. And and people need to remember though, Microsoft has been making enough mistakes in regards to their gaming division for long enough that they are in a better spot now and understand better what people need or like what gamers want and what's better for them and the industry. What do gamers want? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> gamers only want one thing, and it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> more games. Um, no, more free games is actually what they really want. Yeah. It's kind of gross. Speaking of free games. Oh, yeah. What a controversy and travesty. Dreamlight so, Valley. Disney. Or is it called Disney Dreamlight Valley or just Dreamlight yeah, Valley? The game that was supposed to be free, which will never be free, apparently has introduced its microtransactions into the game. So now, what are they called? Moon pieces? I feel like they're called moon pieces. Moon Moon shards? shards? I don't know. 
Um, Dreamlight Valley currency. Anyways, they put a monetary value on this currency. That's what they're called. Moonstones. Now, they they did this for the first time and they released uh, a DLC pack as well. And at a quick calculation in CAD, now, like, it's the same for every other country, just with with your with your currency it would cost right now about $37 to download four pieces of DLC now these DLCs include nothing that'll make your game better all of it will make it aesthetically pleasing so there's like a purple house DLC which is like 2000 moonstones or whatever there's one that's 1300 which is like a dresser a chair and a TV. There's another one, which is another chair, a lamp and a ficus. And then there's like an outfit guys. Yeah. Guys, you guys are paying for a game. I would expect this kind of behavior out of people who are playing call of duty, Warzone, apex legends, Fortnite. But you know, the difference between the DLC they're getting and the DLC you're getting is the DLC they're getting is helping them pay to win. They're getting guns that are uh, created by creators. In most cases, like if you look at the Call of Duty or the Fortnite mm-hmm. model, mm-hmm. your Fortnite model, you're getting skins of superheroes, The Rock, mm-hmm. LeBron James. Call of Duty, you're getting whatever the flavor of the week is, plus the battle pass guns that you don't want to grind and figure out yourself. So you get a fully loaded gun or a fully maxed out gun. Jedi Fall, not Jedi Fallen Order. What was it? Battlefront 2 had one of the worst micro. <laughs> microtransaction yeah. like setups ever and that was all based on a lottery and somehow dream val uh dreamlight valley is even worse people well, pay 99 for this base game to get like these moonstones like a uh, package of moonstones to like yeah change so their the game thing, like, they say like game law says that the microtransactions are all only going to be cosmetic stuff but here's the thing is they're going to be adding all like the cool things that people want and put them behind these, this paywall. And yes, it's not necessarily pay to win because it's a, it's a life simulator game, but they are going to be putting, like I said, all of the, the things that people are really going to want behind these high value purchases. Now you can get moonstones or whatever they are in game, but they're going to put all of like the, like the really cool things at a really high price. So you're either going to have to grind the game just to unlock one thing, or you're going to have to spend the money. Now I, I was looking up there on, on the game lofts support. Now this was posted 169 days ago. Nice. Nice. Um, says, will there be any paywalls, microtransactions, real-time timers, or energy systems that I can spend real money on to accelerate? It says, Dreamlight, Disney Dreamlight Valley will not monetize any core gameplay mechanics. There are no paywalls and no pay-to-win mechanics. For example, you will not be able to pay to make your garden grow faster, increase your refresh, increase or refresh your energy, increase your character friendship, love, level, etc. Cosmetic items that are not tied to the game progression will be available for purchase with moonstones. However, moonstones can be earned for free in the game without needing to purchase additional moonstones with real money. So, so the way that mechanic works right now is you log in, you get 50 moonstones a day just, just for a living. You just log on, you get your 50 moonstones mm-hmm. and go mm-hmm. like the day. Some of the people, bonus. 
I laughed because I watched a video from a reviewer and they were like, you should follow EA's lead. And I just stopped the video there. I was like, I can't really like, I can't take a video seriously from a reviewer who's like, yup, EA's figured it out. EA has definitely got it. And then I kept listening. EA's microtransactions for mobile games, not necessarily their sports games, which I believe are some of the fairest there are possibly in the FIFA Madden NHL realms Uh for getting card packs and stuff to make your game better pay to win. EA has a progression system. Day one, you get this day two, day seven, you get a bonus X. If you log in for seven days, rewarding players for doing that. Niantic, very similar with Pokemon, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Log in for seven days, get this blah, 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 blah. These guys are just like, fuck you. (laughs) We're Disney. We can do absolutely whatever we want and people are going to buy it. You wait until Star Wars gets dropped into this. Game over. You want R2-D2 to follow your little princess or prince around? Game over. BB-8, throw him in there too. Game over. People will pay exorbitant amount of money. Oh, yeah. For Disney. And it's like. I could never imagine paying for cosmetics like that. I understand. I'm this. I'm like, I sound like a hypocrite because I bought the John McClane kit in like the last war zone, but I got the John McClane skin. I got two diehard themed weapons. And that's all I cared about. I was like, I get to play this game as John McClane. That is so fun. Right. And and that's the thing. It's like that was a game that you played a lot right now. That stuff didn't carry over into Warzone 2, right? Correct. It's all gone. So like, but that is that was from day one, a free to play game, which I invested maybe. I would say a hundred dollars in over two years. Yeah. And the thing is, is and how many hours did you spend playing that game too? lots? But if you right? buy so- one game pass one game pass and you don't use your coins for anything that game pass will last a year or battle pass because once yeah. you've complete if you complete your battle pass you get enough coins to buy the next battle pass yeah it's it's game economics this game has no economics it well, actually does it's brilliant it's we will take your money and everything is an odd amount where you have to buy one or two levels of package i think i saw the packages being like and $64.99 or something stupid. Yeah, something something like that. Guys, good luck. Good luck. I I feel bad for people who play this game religiously, but I also understand, including from my other half, that there's really, like, once a new character drops, you play for about two weeks, you get that character to level 10, and then you don't pick up the game again. Because you're like, I could go play something else. There's no reason to play the game unless I just want to get my 50 moonstones and grind at building a garden, I guess. But the thing is, is you're also not the the ones that you're that they're marketing to. Well, I'm I'm reflecting an opinion of another. I'm oh, just okay. my, my interest in that game is incredibly low. I'm surprised I played Animal Crossing as long as I did. Well, there's nothing else to do exactly there was that in Warzone. that's all yeah. i played speaking of uh speaking of games oh we doing this thing let's go let's do this thing 
Sony <laughs> Sony had a state of play where sure it was kind of lackluster. It was uh, the most boring hour of video game releases I think I had ever seen. They showed off five PlayStation VR games. Which, you know, in their defense, the PlayStation VR 2 just released at a price of like $850. And if you're (laughs) launching a new console, that's the cost of a console that you need to plug into your console, I believe. Yeah. You should probably lead with like... How much is a PS5? $599? $699, isn't it? You should, while you're looking it up, (laughs) my opinion on this is you should probably lead with a game that's going to catch people's eyes. Not the Foglands, not Destiny 2 Lightfall. Wait, was that a VR? No. No. Foglands, Green Hell, Synapse, and Before Your Eyes, Journey to, and there was a game called Journey to Foundation. They all looked like very basic VR games, but here's the problem with VR games. You and I both own Oculuses. If you watch a trailer that is not anything other than footage from the game, it's not interesting. Because like you're watching pre-rendered footage, what am I what am I looking for? Mm-hmm. Sell me a game. Don't sell me the idea of a game. So, just a quick search, you like Best Buy right now? The, all the PlayStation 5s are the God of War bundles. You can't buy a PS5 from Best Buy um, that is not in a bundle with the game. So that's seven. Even the digital 29. one? Yeah, the digital one still comes with uh, God of War for uh, $600. And then, okay, so we have uh, the PlayStation VR 2 by itself is $749. So uh, if you want the bundle with the... Uh, really? Yeah, with the game, it's eight eight hundred and nineteen dollars. So let's say everyone's going to buy the Horizon one because they want that. So if you were to get a new console and the VR two bundle, that's costing you a whopping fifteen hundred forty nine dollars and ninety eight cents before tax. And you need? Do you not need the PS five to run the PS two VR? Yeah, yeah. Or is it standalone? Right. No, no. You need the PS five. So just to confirm, this VR is double the price of the Oculus. Pretty much the same power, except the Ooh. Oculus is just an Android for your face. Well, no, the the PSVR 2 is actually has way better visual fidelity than the, the Oculus. Yeah, looks it in the rendered footage that we saw. <laughs> sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, very the, good. The displays, the each we're not going to get into the details of, of the actual technicals of the, the the hardware, but the displays per eye is actually high resolution on the VR2. Sean um, is not sold is what I, <laughs> I mean, I was kind of on the fence on I'd be like, you know, it'd be kind of cool to have, right? Because uh it just opens up more possibilities for games and, and whatnot. But after seeing the price, $820, no thank you. Who are you going to uh, play with? Your other friend who also has $800 laying around? Right. Who are you um, going to play Walkabout on PlayStation? Honestly, the only the only way that I would buy this is if the price was like, like at bare minimum 50% lower. And then I use like my shopper's optimum points on a bonus redemption day or something Bro, it, like that. that. Like knowing that I paid... 
I think a hundred dollars less than you did for the Oculus. It's mm-hmm. mine's also half the storage as yours, mm-hmm. but they didn't have the one twenty eight. No, no, I paid the mine. same amount because no, no, it was the same price because they they re released the yeah they discontinued the sixty four yeah yeah and re released the one twenty eight for the same price yeah so knowing that we still only paid three forty nine or whatever for the Oculus in the pandemic before it became wildly popular and it, the price increased mm-hmm. knowing all that information. And I'd have to pay over double. <laughs> Not happening, bro. Not yeah. happening. And you know what? Like the main, the main draw of the the Oculus is the completely wireless gameplay. Yeah, because like we don't have to be plugged into it or tethered to anything. Like with the PSVR two, you still have to be tethered to your console. And obviously, I, I, that like that allows for like unlimited gameplay like you don't have to worry about charging your headset or doing getting a battery or anything like that but then also like all of the processing and video processing is being done on the console which is much more powerful than the o- oculus but for the games that we play on the oculus you know we don't need the games that are super visually mind-boggling right like yeah like there are some... probably the most extensive one that we play on a regular basis yeah and like they're and it's a great looking game like um i have a few other ones that are pretty good like uh what was it uh, medal of honor on uh oculus looks great and that's the thing is like i'm not looking for a complete replacement of the uh you know world that i'm living in I'm looking for an escape and we get that with a low poly uh, walkabout mini golf. But anyway, so uh, yeah, so they showed a bunch of uh, trailers for VR games. I mean, the the system like VR will sell very well. They It has a, a, a strong dedicated following, but I think the initial sales will taper off very, very quickly. Once like the initial sticker shock, like once people are like, oh, my God, uh, I'm not going to pay another like eight hundred like, well, what is that after tax? Like, I can't wait to buy it for four, three, four hundred bucks, almost a thousand dollars, nine hundred twenty six dollars after tax in Ontario to play the same games that you can get on the Oculus minus Iron Man. <laughs> like, yeah, OK, did um, what was it called? The Foglands look kind of interesting. Sure. If you tell me what it was, not just like a crazy guy playing cards. But we could talk about VR all day. We have like nine games to touch before we get out of here. Destiny well, you don't even have to touch all of them. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Destiny 2. They Can you believe this game's still alive? Like, gee. Do you know anyone that plays this game? I knew. Well, actually, one of our, when we used to be on that other show, one of our co-hosts used to play Destiny all the time. That's true. But no, um, but what see, I the thing is, is, is I'm not surprised that Destiny's a thing because it's all that bunch is working on, and it's free to play now. Yeah, and like PlayStation just gave away the expansion pack too last or this month. Um, what I did like though is they showed off Tika Adventure. Looks like a kind of like colorful puzzle game, pretty, pretty stylized, right? And mm. then they were like, "Hey, you know what?" We're going to give this game to you for free as part of the PlayStation Plus games in March. Somebody's been watching Microsoft. (laughs) 
Is it a triple-A game? No. Does it look interesting? Sure. Well, you know what? It's, um, hold on. It's, is it by the same studio that did, like, Scorn, Sifu? Yeah, I think so. They've done some other, like, pretty interesting games. But It looks interesting. Yeah, it'll be, well, what was it? Remember, uh, what was it? Uh, Oddworld. That was uh, a PlayStation, that was really some PlayStation for PlayStation Plus when it launched, too. Like, so, like, they, it's not the first time that they've done it. But uh, maybe it's because they know that the game's not going to sell as much as they hoped. What did you think of Humanity? Uh, it's uh, it it's from Enhanced Studios that did like Tetris Effect and Res Infinite. Mm-hmm. Uh, the concept of the game looks like you have to get a dog to safety by using a group of people to block things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it looks it looks friggin' weird. It looks uh, kind of like it, it kind of brings to life all those cell phone games that you always see, right? Yeah, right. You know, like the ones you see in advertisements where you send 100 people to the right or the left. Yeah. That kind of deal. Interesting, though. I mean, like in the trailer, there is obviously like there's a part where like they're shooting lasers at each other. There's like obviously like a lightsaber battle type thing going on. I don't know. It's uh, it, it's a puzzle game. It's yeah. OK, though. Because Goodbye Volcano High is coming out and just what we wanted, another rhythm game because rhythm games are back in the game. What, what was that yeah. one that you just played? Um, Hi-Fi Rush? Yeah. Did you play that it? That one's a little bit... No. Uh, man, you got to play it. There's a... It's it's more of a... Hi-Fi Rush is interesting because it's not so much like a rhythm game that you're used to, right? It is a beat-em-up game, but if you do attacks to the beat of the music in the game, then you get like different combos and do more damage. It's yeah, kind of cool. reminds me a little of like brutal legend, right? Sort of. Yeah. You should try it out because there's a, something that is really, I think is really funny and you'll know right away and you'll message me and be like, Oh shit. <laughs> I can't play this game. without think I can't play this game in? without how far out, like literally within like the first like story aspect of okay. it, like within the first like oh. 15 minutes. It you'll be like, I cannot play this game without thinking of you, David. Fine. I will try it just for you. Yeah. Do you know what? Do you know what? I won't try <laughs> Naruto Baruto Ultimate Ninja Storm Connections. Oh, yeah. It's another Naruto game. Another yeah, fighting another game. Yeah. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 is uh, this game was announced a while ago. But uh, I guess they finally have a uh, a release date. Um, this is, it looks good. It's a, like a classic or a computer RPG, turn-based RPG. Um, with a dice mechanic. Well, it's, yeah, like it's based off of like Dungeons and Dragons mechanics, right? Like tabletop RPG stuff. So that'll look, that looks pretty cool. Uh, it, it definitely looked different. I, uh, I'm interested to see more kind of gameplay because it does look kind of, I've never played a boulders game before, so I'm hoping that uh, maybe it could be something I can get into. Uh, um, yeah, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I, I couldn't see you playing it, though. I mean, I'll try anything, I guess, except Wayfinder. Wayfinder <laughs> kind of looks. <laughs> except fuck well, this game. I'm not going to play it. It kind of reminds me a little bit of like Hyrule, War- <laughs> Hyrule Warriors, except there's guns. 
Um, I don't know. I just, A, I don't really like games where you have to always pivot around a boss, even though that's most games now, including Breath of the Wild and God of War. But it also has like a little bit of like an RTS kind of feel to it. Or or mm-hmm. something similar. Yeah. Not really my type of game. It turns out most PlayStation games just aren't my type of game. Yeah. Right? Uh, Street Fighter 6. What is this? It's just uh, more characters. Um, I know someone in particular who <laughs> who will really like the booby characters. <laughs> yep, because uh, some people <laughs> like that. But uh, other than that, whatever. Street Fighter, meh. Resident Evil 4 is... Uh, it's been announced a remake a of a ago. 2013 game, but like that's what Capcom's been doing is remaking all of their games. They did two, three, and now four. And uh, you know, the, the previous ones have been pretty good remakes. Um, it's just bringing these games and updating them for modern, modern times. I don't know. Did you play so, Resident Evil 4? Yeah. On the GameCube, like it was amazing. It was a, a huge. It was a, a big change for the Resident Evil franchise in general, like in terms of uh, gameplay style and stuff like that. So I don't know. I'll I'll probably try this one out. Wasn't it on the Wii? No, it was on. Uh, it was on GameCube, and then it later came out on the PlayStation Two. Right. Yeah. Okay, I gotta ask you something before we talk about the next game. Did our favorite reviewer make any <laughs> comments about Suicide Squad kill the Justice League? I did not see anything, nothing yet. Because I will tell you straight up, I was looking very forward to this game. And I use was very emphatically. This game looks like fucking garbage. This looks well, clunky. It looks yeah. repetitive. Um, Captain Boomerang never had guns. Let's just go with that. And now, like, the whole motive of, like, or the motif of killing the Justice League, the 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 voice acting, yeah, I know we're getting Kevin Conroy one more time. And that's great. But everything, it just looks so, so bad. I watched this trailer being like, you saved this for last? Like, I don't know what to expect anymore from games. Like, this yeah. looks t- awful. Because this is, yeah, because it's another co-op shooter. So it's kind of, it's, uh, it's kind of like Avengers, but co-op and, and, uh, the Suicide Squad, which I did watch that movie the other week. Oh, the new one? Yeah. The, or the most recent one I knew, I guess it came out like what, 2021. Yeah. Uh, pretty good. Actually, surprisingly good. Funny in all the right spots. (laughs) <laughs> the the very first scene with the weasel so good um so rocksteady is really known for just their batman games right like they've done mm-hmm. arkham city asylum night arkham vr urban mm-hmm. chaos riot response i can't imagine this game does well i think it'll score well depending on who's reviewing it but just a quick peruse on Twitter and Reddit told me that people did not think that this game looked great. And I went to Twitter because I was like, huh, this game kind of looks bad. It's the number one trending thing in Canada right now. 
Oh, requires an internet connection to play the, the game the entire time. Cool. Awesome. I just, I don't know. I'm so grossly underwhelmed by the game. And then there's people who are like, oh my God, this game looks great. This looks so cool. How were they all flying? Well, I don't know. They're the Suicide Squad. They can do... Did, did you see the hit marker? Like there was a, like a clip where he was like sniping while in the air. The hit marker looked like it was from a mobile game. Mm-hmm. Like the crosshair kind of like spread out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? This game was made out of an idea of like, okay, how do we make another superhero co-op game? And what can we do? And it's like, oh, we haven't done something with the Suicide Squad before. Like, it's a, not a bad concept, right? Because like, you, when was the last time we had a game where you could play as the quote unquote bad guys? Because really, they're not the bad guys. Yeah, but this this is right up there with what was that? Um, Was it Titans or whatever? Another game that flopped. Um, Arkham um, Arkham Knights or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, but like you can get that game on like for less than half price now. That Suicide Squad trailer effectively killed any hype I had for this game. Okay, one thing I really liked about the Suicide Squad trailer was everything. Okay, that one was mean. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know, man. I just like I thought it looked so bad. It's it's disappointing. Yeah. Well, you know what? We can't win them all. Can't we? It looks like Sony can't either. So (laughs) if only they had some sort of agreement with, uh, you know, Microsoft to have Microsoft publish games on their uh, system, then maybe they would get like Starfield. If I were Microsoft, I'd make another Avengers game right now. (laughs) Just be like, hey, Sony, (laughs) suck on this. But I thought Suicide Squad was supposed to be cross-plat. Yeah, you know, Sony's probably well. That's the thing. It's like Sony will release these uh, these trailers. Oh shit! And then I googled Suicide Squad, and the first thing that came up is "You are not alone. Help is available." And it gave me the Crisis Hotline. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Suicide Squad: Kill the Justice League is coming out for the PlayStation Fives, Xbox Series X, and Series S, and Microsoft Windows. Co-op looter shooter that combines Destiny with Batman. Oh, what do you think? What do you think it'll be rated at a 10? What do you think the the three letter word gives it? Um, I think uh, our favorite non. um, (laughs) What's it called? Non. uh, Huge brain fart. Objection. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. Unbiased opinion. Unbiased uh, reviewing website will probably give it a uh, nine out of 10 or at the lowest, like an eight. But I'm I think thinking I, it's going to hit six and a half, seven. Yeah. But I think the real review, like from, from players will be around like the six. Ah, it kind of gives me guardians of the galaxy vibes. Right. And yeah, I can't even remember what studio did that game, but it was like fairly acclaimed. And people thought it was going to be good. It was kind of similar to the Avengers a little bit, yeah. but different in its own right. It wasn't bad, actually. That was a Square Enix and Eidos. 
Yeah. But like also every time like they pan into shooting, it like goes to this over the shoulder shot where it's not really first person, but it's not third person either. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the division Mm, and how it moves. That's true. Minus the fact that all you have to do is jump and you can fly. So David, before we go, I got to ask straight up. How do you think the state of play went? Like what's my review on it? Yeah. Overall. Uh, I would give it a. Um, I would give it. <laughs> I'm trying to come up with a, a good pun here. A uh, Sony blocking game purchase out of 10. As Oof. in, nobody is impressed. Yeah, it, uh, it's, it's a big no for me, dog. I was pretty excited about seeing the Suicide Squad today, and it just. It fell flat. Like Nintendo Direct was better two weeks ago. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. That's saying something. Yeah. Hell, the idea at Xbox thing that we didn't even review was better. We talked about Forza for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But that is it for this one. If you like what you're listening to, subscribe. If you like coming to our trivia, please come out some more for myself. Wow, wow, is very nice. And David. That Hansel's so hot right now. We want to thank you all for listening, and we will catch you on the next episode of the Scene on Screen podcast. Peace.